0: Hey, this is Pastor Chris Jane, and I want to thank you for listening to the Hope Church Sermon of the Week. For more information, check out our website, brhope.church. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Enjoy. I think it's, I love that verse, Jeremiah 29, 29, 11, because there's nothing more comforting than knowing that God has a plan for your life and that it's a good plan that it's a plan for prosperity and not to harm you. Um, But how many of you can attest to being in a place where sometimes it's really hard to see a plan? Has anybody ever been in a place like that? Okay. Um, We just got a puppy, we got a new puppy. He's 12 weeks old and very needy. It's like having another baby. It's just constant and so I don't know how many of you know about dogs and packs but dogs need an alpha male they need a leader Um, more more, some dogs more than others but our puppy needs an alpha male or an alpha I should just say and um, so because I went to pick him up and because I spent the most time with him I am his alpha so I was talking to my husband the other day and telling him about pack mentality with dogs and how I am his, I'm, I'm Henry's alpha. And my husband looked at him, he's like, I want to be the alpha. And I'm like, honey, it has nothing to do with you being the man and me being the woman. I said, you do not want what comes with being the alpha. You don't have to get up two times every three hours in the middle of the night and take the dog out. You don't have to clean up the remains on the floor. You don't have to take him for walks. You don't have to do all these things. Being the alpha requires something of you, and you probably aren't willing to pay the price. Um, so I was thinking about that, and, and last week Chris talked about upgrades. He talked about promotion. And when he was saying that, I kept hearing, there's a price. There's a price. There's a price. And so this week I kind of explored what the Lord was showing me with that. And um, I think so often we look at getting a promotion or getting an upgrade as a great thing, right? I mean, you get a faster phone. It has more features, more gadgets. Um, If you get a promotion at work, you get paid more, right? People see you as maybe a boss or a leader. Um, Usually, those words come with some sort of positive connotation. Do you agree? Okay. Um, Maybe even it looks a little glamorous, okay? We look at um, Hollywood and all the famous YouTubers, and it looks like they're getting a pretty good promotion. I mean, if I'm getting paid a million dollars to open up Disney toys and play with them, that's a pretty good promotion, (laughs) okay? That really is happening. we think of prestige, we think of all the benefits to ourselves when we think of, of promotions and upgrades. But it can mean very different things. Um, if you're a soldier, a promotion means what? More responsibility, possibly even more um, danger and self endangerment. I mean, putting yourself before others, you know, that's a requirement if you're a police officer or if you're a soldier, um, even the president, you look at taking that position, I would not want to be ridiculed and torn apart by friends, family, people who disagree with you. Okay, these are all upgrades, all promotions that seem glamorous, but they all have a cost. They all have something that it's gonna require of us um, so I was thinking about this, and a couple people came to mind in the Bible, but one in particular, and his name is Joseph. And I'm sure that many of you know his story. It's not the Mary and Joseph; it's the Joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat. And so Joseph was born um, to Jacob, and he was the favorite son. Jacob loved him, and so. Jacob even made a coat of many colors to give to him to denote the fact that he was the favorite. Probably not a good idea on a side note for parents to favor your children like that. Um, however, it did happen. And so the other thing to add insult to injury for Joseph is that Joseph had dreams. And it, they weren't just any dreams. These dreams were dreams of grandeur and promotion, okay? And Joseph decided that he was really proud of what he was seeing in these dreams. I mean, one of the dreams, um, he had sheaves of wheat out in the field, and his sheave of wheat was standing straight up, and all of his brothers were bowing down to him. Okay, And so he decides he's going to go and tell his brothers about this. He had another dream about the stars and and, um, celestial beings bowing to him. And even in the sheaves of wheat, his parents bowed to him. So it actually says that his father rebuked him in that as well. Okay, so from the very beginning, Joseph has a promotion in mind, not because he thinks he should have the promotion, but because the Lord is saying, I'm giving you an upgrade. I have an upgrade for you. I have a promotion for you. Okay, so he's excited about this. He wants to share it. So what happens next? He goes to check on his brothers who are tending sheep, and... they weren't where they were supposed to be so he so he keeps going to find them and they see him from a distance and they come up with this plan we're going to throw him in the well we're going to throw him in a pit we're going to get actually they actually wanted to kill him and then they said well he is family so maybe we should just throw him in a well and leave him to die great great choice right (laughs) so they end up throwing him in the well um Putting blood on his technicolor coat, his colored coat, and taking that back and showing Jacob that, which broke Jacob's heart. But what happened was, while Joseph was in the well, a caravan of travelers came across and bought him. His brothers basically sold him to these travelers, and so they t- take him in, and he is hired by. Does anybody know the guy's name that hires him? Potiphar. Okay, they, Potiphar hires him, and so. Joseph goes into this home and he has the favor of the Lord. Now, when Joseph was in that pit, do you really think he was thinking, I know the plans you have for me, plans to prosper me, plans for a hope and a future? Do you think he's thinking that? No. Probably not. So he gets in this that he gets in Potiphar's home and and he's being elevated. He has favor with Potiphar. He's doing everything right. Potiphar loves him. Potiphar's house is even blessed. Like, it prospers. The inside of his home, the outside of his home, everything Potiphar has prospers because of Joseph. To the point where it says that Potiphar, the only thing that Potiphar had to think about was what he was going to eat. Everything else was taken care of by Joseph. A lot of trust there. So, in walks Potiphar's wife, who finds Joseph very attractive and decides that, he isn't just going to be her husband's right-hand man anymore and makes moves on him. And he, of course, says no. And while he's running out of the home, she takes his coat. Potiphar comes back. His wife says, Joseph tried to take advantage of me. And, and Potiphar believes him. All this trust that Potiphar had with Joseph, and now all of a sudden, it's gone. So what happens to Joseph? He gets thrown in jail again. Do you think Joseph is in jail thinking, I know the plans you have for me, okay? Maybe he was thinking that when he was in Potiphar's house and he was Lord over everything. He probably thought, this is it. These are the plans that you have for me to prosper me. This is awesome. And then he gets thrown in jail. So he's in jail and again, he finds favor. It says he found favor with the guards, he found favor with everybody he was in jail with. And so the funny thing about it, and I was thinking about this as I read it, it doesn't ever say that Potiphar thought about, or I'm sorry, that Joseph thought about God delivering him from jail. He accepted where he was, he saw the Lord's favor, and he walked in it but it never says that he went and argued that they were lying or that he was wrongly accused. He settles into what the Lord was prospering him in, whether it be in Potiphar's house or whether it be in jail. So you probably know the rest of the story. Pharaoh has a dream and calls on some of these men that are in the jail that Apparently or no actually he, they called he called on some wise men and they could not interpret the dream And so there were a baker there was a baker and somebody else. I can't remember who he was What was it a cupbearer? Okay, that knew J, that knew Joseph and they knew Joseph could interpret dreams And so they went and told Pharaoh about this and Pharaoh said well bring this man bring him to me and so Pharaoh has a dream Joseph interprets it. He pulls Joseph out of jail and Joseph is now second in command over the entire region. And I'm sure you know the story, his brothers come back, he forgives them, all of that, okay? But my focus and the point of the story is Joseph's upgrade cost him something. There was a price to be paid for his upgrade. Are we willing to pay the price? Are we willing to look at the cost of our call and go forward in it? And sometimes it's easy to look at um, what we might have to, what the price might be. Oh, it's time. I've got a lot of time. I can give time. Money. I I can do that. I can make it work. But what happens when God starts calling you to give up things that maybe you don't want to give up? Things that maybe are difficult or painful. Things like your will. Things like pride. Things like social status your rights, your opinions, your comforts, your traditions. We read about many faith-filled people in the Bible. Hebrews 11 um, is all about the hall of faith, they call it. It's all about the, the, the faithful, um, Abraham, Sarah, Moses. They're all in there. The interesting thing is, is they all paid a price but many of them never saw, gosh, this railing on here is really high. (laughs) They all paid a price, but many and most of them never saw the fruit of their calling. It was for the generations to come. Are we willing to count the cost, pay the price for something we might never see? Those are words and those are thoughts that I have to go and wrestle with because honestly, that's difficult for me. I'll pay the price, I'll do these things, but it'd be nice if I got a little perk here and there. It'd be nice if I got paid a lot of money for it. It'd be nice if everybody knew my name. It'd be nice if we were the biggest church in Big Rapids. It'd be nice if but are we willing to take the if away? And it's okay if you say, I don't know, because that's where God wants to meet you. God wants to meet you in that place of, I'm just being honest, God, I don't know if I could do that because that gives him something to work with. Now, I really felt bad bringing this message. I'm like, I don't want them to think this is all doom and gloom. This is not all like, oh my gosh, I don't want the upgrade. Do not give me the upgrade. I don't want the promotion. I don't want us to look at it that way. But we have to be sober-minded when we are looking at the call that God has placed on our lives. Um, Jesus was the ultimate example of counting the cost and paying the price. Um, Hebrews 12:2 says, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. What was Jesus' prize? What was the joy set before him? What was that? Who said that? Yes. Everybody else say, me. Okay. You were his prize. You were the joy set before him. So when we run our race, when we go the distance and we overcome and we persevere and we count the cost and we pay the price, guess who it's for? It's for him. And then ultimately, who is it for? How does it reflect, what does it look like? What does it look like on earth though? What's our prize on earth? Isn't it the same as Christ's? Isn't it people? I love Pastor Chris's heart because Pastor Chris's heart is for people. About a year ago, the Lord really convicted me on this because my heart was not people, and I still struggle with it. Because sometimes, I'm an introvert, and sometimes I just don't wanna be around people. I'd just rather be by myself, in my house, doing my thing. But God says, how can you love me if you don't love people? This is why Jesus came. This was the passion of the Christ, was people. And so he really changed my heart on that, that everything that I do, every call that I have in my life, leads to people. It leads to salvation for people. It leads to hope for people. So within this church and within our call as a church body, it has to be about people. And if you're here today, like I was about a year ago, saying, I just don't like people that much. Okay, being real. That's what God can work with. He can, he can fix that, he can take care of that. But you have to be willing. Have to be willing to pay that price. Now, I was reading here in um, Hebrews 11 because I was just really fascinated with the Mitma, men and women of faith in the Bible in Hebrews 11. If you have a chance, read it today when you go home. But um, it says, Hebrews 11 33 through 38, it says, and this is the New Living Translation, by faith, these people, talking about Abraham, Moses, Sarah, the the people of faith, overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouth of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from the dead. It sounds pretty great, doesn't it? But then it goes on to say, but others were tortured. Refusing to turn from God in order to be set free, they placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning, some were sawed in half, and others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheeps and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, just like Michelle and Jeremy said the other week. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. Are we willing to pay the price regardless of the outcome? Are we willing to pay the price and count the cost whether we're someone who overthrows kingdoms and rules by justice or were that person who's clothed in animal skins hiding in caves? It's a heavy question. I think it goes back to the joy set before us. If the joy set before us is great enough, then, the, then it's worth it. Um, so today, I just before I close, I want to spend some time in prayer and I want to pray for us as a body that God would, first of all, thank God that he works with what we have, what we can offer him. Okay. Um, But also just ask him to come in and make our heart for people. Make our heart for his kingdom. Make our passion his passion, his passion our passion. Because when that aligns, we will change the world so we just come to you today we thank you for your word we thank you for the men and women the faithful men and women who went before us we thank you for the price that they paid we thank you that they counted the cost but because of their deep relationship with you their deep confidence in you their deep reliance on you they ran the race We just pray that in our lives today, Lord. We thank you that we can come to you just as we are broken and honest and vulnerable. And we thank you that you take it and you make us strong in our weakness, just like Chris read today. That's where he gets the glory. That's where you get the glory, Lord, is in our weakness. So we come today offering maybe our hearts that say i don't know if i really like people that much or we come saying i want to give you this lord but i kind of want something back we give it to you in excitement and hope and expectation knowing lord that your word says that in our weakness your strength is made complete i pray for this church lord I pray for just the vision that's been set over it to come into fruition. As we go throughout this week, Father, I pray that you would begin to show us people how wonderful and beautiful and complex and special they are. Because that's what you see. That's what you saw when you, when you encountered each one of us. Give us the eyes of Christ to see people the way you see them, to love people the way you love them. We just pray these things in power, in confidence, and in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. I really hope that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help. Thanks, and have a blessed week.